You're listening to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your host and under the weather, Micah and Nick. We are recording on a Thursday. We were going to record on Monday or Tuesday, but I have been fighting a gnarly cold all week. Nick was traveling. He was in um, God's country, or I don't know if we want to call it that when gas is six bucks, but Nick was in California. God does not exist in California. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> gas. When Nick sent me that snap, I don't think he sent it to me. I think it was on a snap story. I just looked, I just looked at that and just went whole. I want to do a road trip out to California this summer. And I'm like, maybe not. Like, maybe not. Um, to give you a little perspective on that gas, Micah. I think I might have told you this, or I told somebody else this who replied to it. Um so North Carolina is also outrageous. My last fill, it finally went back down under $4. So it's $3.99. But the last time I filled up my ticket was $4.19. It cost me 66 bucks to fill up a 17-gallon tank. I drive a 07 Chevy Impala. When I was in Cal when I was out in California, we were driving my grandpa's Jag, his Jaguar. It takes premium. Oh, so God. you can imagine that's more. So that's oh, like $6.39. God. We only filled up quarter of the tank, and that alone was sixty bucks for a quarter of a tank of premium gas. So, yeah, oh God. God does not exist in California right now. That is nuts, absolutely bonkers. Like, I guess the one thing I'll give Nebraska credit for is we jumped the gun quickly and went up to four bucks like two months ago, but we haven't changed since. We're just like, oh yeah. It's not going up that quickly here, so we'll just leave it. <laughs> like we haven't, yeah. I haven't seen four dollars yet, so I'm knocking on wood. I freaking hope not. Um, but but anyways, yeah. So Nick, Nick was in hell, and I feel like hell. So you know, this is the, the combination for a great podcast. But um, and hell is frozen over. Perfect correlation. Duke, North Carolina is going to meet for the first time in NCAA tournament history in Coach K's final season. Literally, the only game that this would have been better in would have been the national title, but the final four is pretty damn good too. So, what a wild, wild turn of events. Um, yeah, that is, um, that is insane, Nick. Like, just to be completely frank, like, the AC, I mean, the coolest part is the ACC is guaranteed a team in the national title. And again, we were the worst conference in college basketball, yet, you know, we have literally half the teams in the final four and then we'll have half the teams in the national title. We had you know, the most teams in the elite eight and the sweet 16, but you know, remember we are trash, but I mean, before we preview it, Nick, I just want it on the record. You want to take back what you said about wake being better than North Carolina, because uh, I have yet to get a true formal apology because we had that debate and it got heated. And I mean, I'm not saying I clearly won, but I clearly won. One team didn't even make the Elite Eight of the NIT, and the other is playing in a Final Four in late April. Or not late April, in April, excuse me. Yeah, I, once that podcast went out, everything went south for me. Wake, I think, lost to Clemson. Clemson that their very next game and they did not do well in the ACC tournament and Carolina got hot at the right time. I think their only loss besides what they lost in the ACC champion or the ACC tournament was to Pitt 
ever since that pit loss, they have completely turned around. So I will eat my words. I will eat crow. I was wrong. Uh, Carolina is very impressive. They are clicking at the right time. Hubert, Dave, Hubert Davis um, is one hell of a coach, man, because that Carolina team, it is talented, but I think Hubert Davis got the guys clicking at the right time. I mean, beating Baylor, destroying Marquette, um, and then you never know what would happen with St. Peter's. They were in the middle of a destiny run, uh, and they stopped that too. So I was wrong. Carolina is clicking at the right time. Um, I did not expect this from them. And I think my favorite so I was part, wrong. I think my favorite part was is not even that I was right. It was the fact that I called it the way it was. Because remember, our argument was always who's better overall. And my argument, and your argument was always a valid one. Well, North Carolina got their shit kicked by Wake, and Wake had a better record, and Wake was a higher, you know, this and that. But I kept telling you, North Carolina's played a better schedule. And if North Carolina is playing at its best and Wake is playing at its best, best, give me North Carolina nine times out of ten. And that is exactly what has happened. And the rest of college basketball is learning that. Like, when North Carolina plays their best basketball, they are a damn good basketball team. Like, I don't know if anyone picked them to be a Final Four team going into the season, but they, again, they were a top 20 team going into the year, top 15. Like, it's about time they finally lived up to the hype. So, anyways, credit to North Carolina there. But, I mean, Nick, we were shocked by North Carolina going into Cameron Indoor and getting the win. I feel like the only way this show ends is by Coach K winning the title. Like, it's the same feeling I had when Virginia started making that magical run the year after UMBC. The only way this ends for Virginia is winning it all because karma comes around. And as much as I don't like Coach K, he is like Nick Saban. You have to tip your hat to him. No matter what you want to say, that man won basketball games. Like, he is Duke basketball. Like, Duke basketball without him, literally nothing. Nothing relevant. So... I mean, it's like people are like, well, North Carolina beat them last time. I think that's almost plays into Duke's favor because, like, there's going to be a chip on Duke's shoulder. And, and I, let's be honest, I think when both teams are playing at its best, I think Duke is a better basketball team. So the only, the, honestly, the only way I see Duke losing this is if they fold under the pressure of it being Coach K's potential last game. But think about what they've done against Michigan State and what they did against, um, crap, who they beat in the Elite Eight. Crap, 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 crap. Or Arkansas, Arkansas. Arkansas. You know, there were points in that game where you're like, oh, crap, Arkansas is going to win this. Oh, crap, Michigan State's going to win this. And then and Duke kind of like just went and turned it on. And I genuinely think it was kind of like a, a collective decision of we're the better team here. We are not letting Coach K down. And if that's the case, I don't think anybody's going to beat Duke. I don't think Kansas has got a shot. I think Kansas is playing in the national title, if you ask me, on the other side. But – you know, I don't think Kansas or Villanova can beat Duke when they're playing at their best, especially if they play into the whole, we want to go out with the bang for our coach because there's just too much to it. Like, and I mean, I'm not going to lie, Duke, Kansas, to end Coach K's career just sounds beautiful. Like the last two games of Coach K's career and honestly three of his last four are Tom Izzo's Michigan State, Bill Self's Kansas. And well, even though it's obviously not Roy Williams' North Carolina, but 
it's Hubert Davis. So basically a, a part of that rivalry, North Carolina, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a fucking ESPN 30 for 30. <laughs> like that's a movie. Like we're going to see Disney plus making a movie about that in like 10 years about the story of coach K and it's going to be this magical ending. So, I mean, I guess we'll just dive right into the predictions. I think Duke wins. I think Duke wins the whole tournament. If I'm being completely honest, I predicted it on my bracket. You know, I only filled out one bracket this year. So I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm going to play around with it. I'm just like, I'm just going to go through, look at the matchups and somewhat try. And I actually predicted three of the final four teams. And guess who, guess who uh, one of those was? It was North Carolina. So <laughs> go me. But, you know, Duke is, Duke is killing it. Duke is absolutely killing it. And I just think there's way too much history and magic on their side. And North Carolina got their, uh, their send off to Coach K. Coach K is going to get the, the bigger send off. Like North Carolina is not going to be able to not only win Coach K's last game in Cameron Indoor, but I just don't see how they're going to let it happen to where Coach K's final game is being eliminated by the team down the road. So I got to go with Duke here. I mean, yeah, I, I you've hit everything, dude. I can't disagree with anything. Um, Carolina's run is very impressive, but the I mean, it's like written the stars, right? This is Duke's thing to win. Like, I think if they beat UNC, they're going to beat either Nova or Kansas. I will say though, if Villanova wasn't missing that player, I forgot his name. Uh, Nova could actually win this whole thing too. Yeah, um, that's true. So, yeah, you've hit everything, man. I mean, you're right, too, that they're going to make something out of this if he wins it all. He beat Tom Izzo's Michigan State. He beat uh, Chris Beard in Texas Tech. He beat uh, Arkansas in the must bus. And now he's about to hopefully beat Roy Williams' team while Hubert Davis is coaching. Like, it's a dream come true. And think about it, if he beats Kansas, wasn't that Duke's first uh, national championship win was against Kansas? I think it was. I could be mistaken. I'm pretty sure you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like everything is written right there. The script is right there. Coach K just needs to end it. And if I had to put money on it, yeah, I think he's going to. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, I think the game's going to be close. But I feel like we're going to see like five minutes left in the second half. Duke's going to run away with it. I think Duke could win this game by like 10 points uh, when it's all said and done. Um, And I will be laughing at Carolina fans because they cheered and cheered and cheered about ruining Coach K's send-off tour. Well, this is just – this is a big middle finger to them if Duke beats them in the Final Four on Coach K's last year. Yeah. I mean, I think it says a lot, too, about North Carolina, if I'm being honest. Like, for any North Carolina fans that want to be, like, like you said, kind of like that, like, the fact that you're in the Final Four, you've got a coach that's new that's taking that team there, and Duke's got to replace a legend. Like, now, if you win this game, you are in the driver's seat in the state of North Carolina right now. But even if you aren't, I mean, going into next year, obviously Duke's going to have the talent. But you can't tell me that you're not going to want to think that North Carolina is the, the favorite in the state, especially, or maybe even in the conference, but especially in the state. Like, they're going to return a decent amount. They're going to have their coach coming back. Like, you can see what North Carolina can do under Hubert Davis. Like, if, if Hubert Davis is final four bound when Duke's at its peak, 
what are they going to be if Duke takes a step back? And like Duke's not going to fall off the wagon and become Texas football where they're losing to like, you know, Boston College every night or something like that. But they're at the same time, you know, they're going to be a program that's, I don't think for at least a year or two, just going to be final four bound every year. So this is a chance for a window of North Carolina where, I mean, if they win this game too, it's going to be even more impressive. So, but yeah, no, I just, I don't see how you can, you can uh, go against the, the run here of, of coach K, but it's definitely going to be impressive and it's going to be, I'm, I'm really pissed because I have to work. Um, so hopefully I'll get to catch the second half of it and it's still a good game at halftime, but yeah, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be incredible. So that's all I've got on this one, Nick. Um, now I think you said you're going with Duke. Do you have Duke winning the national title as well? Or are we going, uh, we going with the Kansas Nova winner? I still think Duke. I, I don't know a whole lot about Kansas. All I know is, is that they get this far and they always lose. I think I've been alive. (laughs) once where kansas won the whole thing it's just like they don't make a lot of noise when they're in the tournament you know what i'm saying like they always get a one or two seed and then you're like you know what i'm gonna pick kansas i haven't heard a lot about them they're a quiet number one seed in this tournament let me have them go far they either get out in the sweet 16 i think one time a few years ago they lost in the round of 32 or the elite eight uh i can't I has it been a while since they made a final four? I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I don't know if Kansas can win it. So I'm going to go with Duke. They're writing everything, man, everything. It's all for them. Um, I will be impressed though. If someone does knock them off, I'll say that. Are you a believer in Shire though? Like you think he's going to, I feel like he, because the talk of this whole season was when Kay's gone, how well is Shire going to do? Well, apparently Shire has been the voice in the, in the recruits heads for the last few years, more like five or six, seven years. I think he's the one who got Zion. I think he's the one who got um, Jason Tatum. You know, I think he's the one who got a lot of these guys in the Duke program. Um, And we have seen him coach both times against Wake Forest. So, and he's won both of them. I, I'm a believer in Shire. I think, I don't know if Duke is going to be immediately back into the Final Four conversation next year or years to come, but they're still going to make the tournament. I still think they are going to be a top four team in the ACC. I still think there'll be one or two in the state of North Carolina. Uh, if everything that they're saying is true about Shire, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Duke back in the national championship conversation within five years. You know, I don't think they're going to lose. I mean, obviously, they're going to lose a lot of players this year. I mean, hell, their whole starting lineup is going to the NBA draft. But I think Shire, he's I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be really good for Duke. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I don't think again, I don't expect them to take a huge step back, but. Like, it's the, it's the same argument with, with uh, like like a, a Nick Saban, like, you know I understand that you know sometimes you know you can't you can stay and maintain stuff like an Urban Meyer to Ryan Day kind of situation, but think about you know when Nick Saban leaves Alabama, 
even if they grab a Dabo Sweeney or grab a Kirby Smart, like, are you automatically just going to assume that Alabama is just boom back? Like, I would say no. And this is not even that type of name. You're grabbing a guy that, again, has ties to the program. But it's kind of like if Dabo were to leave and, and they were to, to bring up, you know, a Brent Venables or something like that. Obviously, he's gone now. But, like, that type of situation, like, would you automatically assume the Clemson culture is just going to stay the same in football? Probably not. So, I mean, again, I don't think Duke's going to fall whether or not an NCAA tournament team. But this could be Duke's last Final Four for a minute. I mean, like you, asked, you mentioned the Kansas thing. The last Final Four was 2018. I was still in college <laughs> last time they played in the Final Four. Like, I'm old now. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's been a minute. So, you know, it's, it's definitely – Something that, again, I, I don't think they're going into bad hands by any means. But at the same time, I mean, who, who are we to kid that losing Coach K means at least two to three more losses a season at the minimum? I mean, it's Coach K. Yeah. Like, the guy's a legend. Like, and, and the thing is, is Coach K knows ball. It's not even that, like, Coach K is just, like, a, a guy here that can recruit. Like, the man in-game adjustment-wise is very, very good. So at the bare minimum, even if, if Shire's recruiting at the high level, can he make the same type of adjustments and, and really motivate the guys the same way that Kay has done? I mean, as much as it, it, it's always annoying and kind of funny, Coach Kay's antics where he just loses his mind and he's kind of a scumbag, it works, especially for his guys. It works. So can Shire replicate that? I think at some point, sure, but in a year or two, I don't think so. And I think what Hubert Davis right now is kind of showing you, like, I mean, it's definitely doable. But, I mean, Hubert Davis, his first year was last year, wasn't it? Or was it really no, last year? Last? So, so it was, okay, I, that's, all, that's how much time is, is wandered. But, I mean, think about what Hubert has done. He's made the team better since Roy left. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know how you can get much better than what Coach K has done. And it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting. But. So it'll be a big one. I mean, this is going to be all eyes on uh, on New Orleans. I'm very sad. I almost bought Final Four tickets a couple weeks ago because they were uh, for the semifinal games. They were 380 bucks for like the nosebleeds, and I almost bought them. So I was like, if Coach K gets there and plays UNC, those are going to be worth a whole lot of money. Well, now they're going for like 900 to 1,000 bucks. I'm like, I could have made two, three hundred bucks a ticket. <laughs> sad day, but um, you know, nonetheless, big time for them and it's going to be fun i mean uh i'm looking forward to to catching the second half of that game hopefully and and i, I mean in a way i kind of want coach k's last game to be in the national title because i think it'll mean the national title will be a lot more watched than if it doesn't include him and i enjoy when sporting events have that everyone wants to watch experience and vibe because when it is like you feel a part of something i know that i can text my friends i can text you nick and say yo did you just see that or like holy crap this is happening you know so that adds some benefit because if it's UNC and Kansas, like people are still going to watch, but you can't tell me that your casual fan is going to be dialed into it like they will if it's Coach K's last game. So I think that adds some uh, extra motivation on my end to hope to kind of see Duke pull this one off, even though I am team Tar Heel over here comparatively to you. Yeah, I'm team Duke all the way. I just want to see Carolina – Carolina fans just suffer. That would be so funny. So funny. I'm going to get F fifth quarter in North Carolina so hard. 
Uh, uh, but hey, man, remember they're a football school now, so we're good. They uh, they recruit really well in football, and you know, you know who else really recruits really well in football? You know, next time, here, here, do me a favor, Nick, because obviously I'm off social media right now. If if fifth quarter North Carolina starts going on a bender about football and they're recruiting, can you just post a picture of Mac Brown doing this and ask him how that went, how how Texas football is doing right now, or just send him to Sam Ellinger. We're back. Show him the recruiting class that Texas has and ask him how many wins they have. And ask them, you know, yeah. when's the next time they're going to lose to Kansas because, like, like literally, like, okay, so this is not a football podcast, but I just want to get this out because I thought about this a couple, couple days ago. You know, when you're sick and you're laying in bed and you do like a sauna in your room, like you turn the heat all the way up, like, yeah, you, you have Try to, to wash your blankets because you, you smells terrible after a couple days, like, you know, that type of vibe. You, your head goes into some weird spaces, and I was missing college football, so I just started having internal ba- debates with right shoulder and left shoulder, angel and devil going back and forth, you know, hallucinating. Um, no, I was not doing drugs, kid. That's just what happens when you're, well, I guess I'm on antibiotics, so if that counts. But, you know, I uh, I was comparing North Carolina and Texas. Because for some odd reason, I've been on a Texas bender on YouTube. YouTube has decided to put me on the Texas side of college football highlights. So I've been watching a lot of Texas blowing games, which has been hilarious to watch. Um, and I went, holy fuck, is this North Carolina? Like, is this North Carolina? They're back. This is their year. They're going to be good. And then they do nothing <laughs> except disappoint you. I mean, there's not, obviously, we got to give North Carolina some time. Like, you know, I think the gun was jumped a little bit. But if they do what they did last year, Nick, I am going to get a Mac Brown shirt that just says, you know, orange is the new black. We're going to make a shirt called orange is the new Carolina. And that's going to be our shirt. Ah. Because like, and we're just gonna have Mac Brown on the back just doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I like it. Like, I mean, because the more I think about it, like, let's be real. Like, it's kind of what it is. <laughs> it's not at the same level, but in a sense, especially fan base wise, it's the exact same. Because you would think that North Carolina has actually done something. Like, like not to be that asshole, North Carolina fans, but your highlight is what playing in an ACC championship game, which you didn't even do the year you went to the Orange Bowl, but you've played in one recently in the last six years or whatever. And you've played in the Orange Bowl. You want to know who else has done that in the last six years? Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia Tech. <laughs> like, like, you could just do listing. Go, go, well, I don't know. Oh, wait, no, Duke didn't make the Orange years, Bowl. But you, know, you could still go down the list. Pitt actually won one. Like, of the coastal teams, you're just like everybody else. Like, the only cool thing is you got Jordan on your uniforms. You want a cookie or something? Like, and I would it's not argue, really that cool either. Hot, ready for the hot take of the day, Nick? I'm, I'm repping it right now. Can you uh, get an idea where my hot take might be going? Adidas is Adidas better, is than, better. Than Jumpman. Adidas apparel is better than Jumpman. I'm willing to die on that hill. Like, you might get more stuff with the Jumpman brand at North Carolina, but Adidas apparel is so nice. And people bash it for whatever reason, and I don't know why, because I love it. Like, I think it is amazing what they do. So, anyways, we're going to put North Carolina fans back in their place. And, and Nick, I hope that you have a chance to, to tweet from me that uh, Orange is the new Carolina. That's going to be our new trend. You know, and I think, Nick, we need to do – because I'm going to be – I know I watched the full spring game. I can't believe I did that. Another quick football thing. Georgia Tech football is going to suck this year like you've heard it here really? first, folks. that spring game really was awful. oh my gosh that was terrible i mean i understand they're playing each other so like how much can you truly take from it 
But if 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 they're playing each other and look that bad, and they've lost their best players to the transfer portal, I don't know. Like I love Jeff Collins. He follows our Twitter page, Nick. So I'm always going to be a Jeff Collins homie because respect. Wait, for really? He does? Yeah, he follows the fifth quarter ACC page. He followed him. I, he followed him before you joined on, so that's probably why you didn't know that. But yeah, he. Oh, let's he, go! He, I was I, on the. I'm still on the Jeff Collins bandwagon I, I mean, right I, now. I, let's I, go! I, I think that he still can do. Thing I don't know what maybe people's unrealistic expectations are, but I still think again when you go from the triple option, you need some time. But this year's Georgia Tech team, man, is not going to be good, <laughs> especially when again they have the hardest I'm schedule for in him. the ACC. They have the hardest schedule in the ACC. Like it's like I don't want to throw my own beloved Virginia Cavaliers under the bus, but if they played Virginia's schedule, they could potentially be a bowl team. But they don't play Virginia schedule. <laughs> they... I mean, when you got to play Georgia and Clemson every year, yeah, you got Georgia, Clemson. You've got, and again, the Coastal's better than it's been, so you've got that. And don't they? I'm pretty sure they have another SEC team this year. Hold on, I gotta look this up before I. Uh... Who's their cross division? Because it's Clemson, but who's the one that rotates with them? I don't know. This year, I think it was. That's no, not NC State because that was a couple years. No, ago. it's not us. We're playing Virginia Tech. Oh, that's right. They have Ole Miss on the schedule this year. I was like, I know there's. Oh, they have Ole Miss. God, they are going. Oh my God. Like, like you've this started. Is... You've started zero and three. Oh, by the way, you're at UCF too. So, you might have oh, started zero not... and four. Oh no. Oh, other crossover game, Nick, at Florida State. <laughs> their their road schedule. Nick, oh no. Their, their road schedule is at Pitt. At Florida State, at Virginia oh, Tech, at North oh, Carolina, God. and at Georgia. Oh God, that's five games. You're probably the underdog in, if even if you're at home and you're on the road. Is that Ole Miss game neutral? <laughs> that Ole Miss game is. I don't know. It's either going to be at. I mean, it says it's a home game. That could mean it's at okay, Bobby Dodd though, or I mean at um, Mercedes Benz is what it could. Mean. I hope not. I hope but, it's not there. But they also play Clemson on uh, at home on uh, Labor Day, like on that Monday. So like in a in a twelve day span, they've got Clemson, Western Carolina, and Ole Miss. <laughs> not, I mean the Western Carolina thing's not bad, but the rest of it's not ideal. That is a tough yeah. schedule. Like, oh my god, like, Georgia you Tech. That, you give that schedule to like Virginia, and I'm going. We're not going bowling either. Like so, I'm not even trying to necessarily say that Georgia Tech's the worst team in the ACC, but they don't look very good right now, and their schedule is basically lining up to be murdered, because like. If Clemson, schedule was hard if, last year Clemson, too, man. If Clemson wants to get any sort of respect, they're going to have to blow them out in week one. Like they're going to have to go to Bobby Dodd and be 49 nothing at halftime. So if anyone, if you think Clemson's going to be good, you're screwed, Georgia Tech. Ole Miss, like Ole Miss has arguably, in my opinion, one of the, like, I think they won the transfer portal. I don't know how much you follow college football, Nick, but. One of my favorite college football players is Zach Evans. He was the running back at Texas Christian. I don't know why I just called him that, but TCU. He is now at Ole Miss. So Ole Miss not only has the air raid offense, but they have a running back who can run for 2,000 yards. <laughs> like, they are screwed. So it's – and then again – That is not good. The bounce house. Like, your first five weeks, Clemson – Western Carolina, Ole Miss, at UCF, at Pitt. That's a very good likelihood of one in four. <laughs> like, dude, imagine, imagine if they went five and zero. Oh, they, there, uh, there's no doubt in my 10, mind they would be number 10. one. 
I don't, they would, so, no, they're, I think they're number one. They have to be. No, Clemson is going to be ranked. Ole Miss is going to be yeah, ranked. But you know what's going to happen, though? It's going to be, oh, well, Ole Miss. Pitt is, like, is probably going to be ranked. Well, they're going to be like, oh, well, Ole Miss is like the fifth best team in the SEC. Oh, and like Clemson. They're not. Like, Come Clemson, on. They're Clemson, not the fifth best. And, and Clemson and the rest of the ACC is not very good. So, you know, and UCF is a group of five team. That's what's going to happen. Like, I agree with you, but that's what's going to happen. Here, okay, here, here, hear me out. If Georgia Tech goes 5-0, and Nick, I will streak. I will go to Atlanta and streak around Bobby Dodd when it's closed at night, and I will film myself streaking in Bobby Dodd if they start the season 5-0. and Because I'm that confident. Oh, clip this. Somebody clip this. When this <laughs> podcast is out, clip this. Oh my, I'm dude. praying to God Georgia Nick, Tech somehow, Nick, Nick, somehow starts 5-0. Imagine me texting you on Saturday, October 1st. Georgia Tech is 4-0. And they're up 31 to like seven at halftime on pit. And I'm just texting you like, um, so uh, how much do I got to pay you to erase the clip? <laughs> like, Somebody clip this and send it to us. Like, oh man. But anyways, I was going to say, I want to preview spring, like, like at the, at the end of spring ball, I'm going to watch because the ACC is covering on the AC network. They're finally doing something big conference wise. They're actually filming every ACC spring game. So I'm going to watch them all and I kind of want to do a post spring reaction. And uh, that's when we're going to officially start the orange is the new uh, Carolina trend. Um, Cause that's gotta be the new thing. I mean, Greensboro, our boss was starting a good to, one, but orange is the new Carolina is kind of a better one. In my opinion, I was starting to think how we got on this conversation. Now I remember orange is the new Carolina. There we go. Yeah. That, that, that was the reason why I was going to say, I was about the spring game and there's only been one in the ACC so far that at least that I've watched. I, don't, I think there's only been one, but it was Georgia Techs, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is bad. Like, like Jameer Gibbs helped make Georgia Tech hype a little bit more of a hype. <laughs> like, the fact that Jameer Gibbs is just going to roll into Alabama and potentially win a Heisman Trophy should tell you everything of what Georgia Tech had. <laughs> like, he's like, – I'm very sad that, uh, that uh, Jameer Gibbs is not at Georgia Tech because I could have seen the two best running backs in college football with Zach Evans and Jameer Gibbs go side by side. But, but anyways, um, quickly before we go, I want to talk women's final four as well. We only have one ACC team left. Uh, thanks NC state, but, um, you know, that was thanks NCAA. Yeah. Also true. I mean, it, it, we should have saw it coming, right? Like, they yeah. Couldn't, I mean, like it's couldn't throw COVID at them this time. So they had to do something. Like, why do they hate us? Like, why does the because NCAA guys, hate I mean, our school? I mean, Nick, do you want the honest answer? Y'all are annoying as shit. That's why. <laughs> we do literally nothing to and, anybody. And, and you know, you know what else? Well, you know the real reason why they hate you? Because unlike your 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 brother, your little brother down the street, who uh, you know, with uh with the NCAA, I'm not gonna say names, but you know who I'm talking about, who's a little uh I'm doing a a, a hand signal so that way you know Nick can know what I'm talking about. Um, you guys don't do that. And because little brother hates you so much, yeah, I'm calling North Carolina little brother for everyone listening because they hate you so much. They're going to then treat you in a different way than they treat their, their beloved North Carolina Tar Heels. Cause remember at North Carolina, you don't have to go to class, but if you're NC state and you're willing to play ball with players that aren't pitchers, it's still not okay. Cause of player safety, but it's, it's perfectly okay that, you know, um, I'm not going to say a, a, a fake name because it might end up becoming offensive and I'll get canceled. But some kid at North Carolina does some kid does 
you know, the entire basketball and football team's homework, and that's okay, though, because, you know, the NCAA is all about academics. That's why, you know, amateurism and the degree, but then they don't care about that. But God forbid these young men want to play ball. Oh, nope, not safe. No, player safety. Baseball. So, but anyway, that's why, that's, that's my theory on why NC State does not get the same treatment. And y'all are annoying. Like, I'm sorry. Nick, before I met you and you've kind of opened my eyes to a little bit more of a, a softer spot for North Carolina State, I've always hated you guys in a sense because you guys are just like Virginia Tech for me. So, like, you're just the ag school that's, you know, we're better than everybody else. And, and no offense, I mean, as of late, different story but a few years ago nc state was just as irrelevant like no offense like your good year was a 10 and 3 season in football basketball getting to the round of 32 like baseball being an ncaa tournament team like you know as the high class the virginia cavaliers you know we actually win titles and things i know it's a crazy idea but um you know so I always had a little bit of beef for NC State for that reason, but I've I've learned to accept them more because I've also learned that if I was if I lived in, having lived in North Carolina, I hated it so much that I had to deal with Duke and Carolina fans that I almost understand why NC State fans are so annoying because you have to deal with more annoying fans in Carolina and Duke, where like in Virginia, yeah, there's obviously annoying Virginia fans, but we're not at the level of Duke or 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 uh, North Carolina, so. It's a little bit more forgiving and and of the three schools in the state nc state's the one that actually respects wake a little bit so they get brownie points for that as well yeah we definitely i i i personally i mean i grew up a wake fan but i think a lot of state kids will say that they respect wake and they're kind of their football is kind of like what we're doing too it's just man the week that i've had with the NC State BS that's happening. Like I like people on Twitter were actually starting to take notice. Micah, the same podcast that I listen. Okay, I listen to part of my take. They're like the world's number one sports podcast. Two episodes in a row, they talked about NC State's bad luck. Two episodes in a row. There is a there was a clip of Big Cat. Just saying, if you're an NC State fan, you need to run, you need to hide, like throw your phone away this weekend. Like that was going all over NC State Twitter. They talked about us again on their Wednesday show about the women's tournament. And then we were on a college football podcast, we were being talked about how the women got screwed. Uh, So I think a lot of people really did take notice on NC State's bad luck. Oh, it, sure. it only took it only took almost a year. It didn't take you know well college world series yeah, but I think people start to started to forget about the bowl game, and then the bowl game was brought back up again because of the women's tournament. It's just we can never have something nice. It's, no, you're, you're not allowed uh, to be happy. I mean, I mean, no. I and mean, I honestly, I honestly feel so bad for those girls because they had such a hell of a season. Like yeah. they did not disappoint once at all this season. I mean, they beat Louisville. They beat Carolina twice. Uh, who They beat Indy. I think they beat Indiana in the regular season. Cause I know to, we lost them in the sweet do, 16, do we but I discuss, think we, do we want to discuss too, who the, uh, the three um, opponents were in terms of pockets for sports? Of the three situations that were bad, 
the least important was UCLA for football, right? But again, look at the, look look at the correlation. A school that is two hours away that was participating in events in San Diego was then back in UCLA not playing. Sketchy. Oh, by the way, UCLA is like a brand that is of relevancy and has a lot of money and we won't get political, but has a little bit of a uh, interesting look at how athletics should be. Um, and then, oh, I don't know, a school very similar named Vanderbilt comes into the picture for baseball, the golden child of college baseball. Interesting. And, and they're, imagine if the golden child's upset by a bunch of uh, outfielders throwing in, as pitchers and you know catchers playing third base and, and whatnot. And that would be a story, wouldn't it? Couldn't, couldn't have that happen to the golden child. Oh, you know who else is a golden child in a sport? UConn basketball. Got to get the best player in the entire country in the final four, right? Because no one wants about, no one cares about little old NC State as long as Paige Becker's on the, on the, uh, the poster for I the know. final four. We'll be fine. Fuck off. Like, come on, man. Like, I, again, I have been on this show numerous times advocating how I actually enjoy college basketball. Paige Becker is a phenomenal player. She is the Sabrina of the modern era. For those of you that don't know Sabrina, that's obviously the girl that was at Oregon a few years ago. Yeah. We don't need that in the final four. We need the four best teams in March to play in the final four. And you know who the four best teams were? NC State, Louisville, South Carolina, and of course, I'm drawing a blank on the fourth school right now because I'm just so angry. Stanford. Stanford, thank you. I knew it was somewhere out west. I almost said USC, but like that's definitely not right. But no, we had to have the brand. We had to have you know Stanley and her South Carolina Gamecocks. We had to have Stanford, which again, I enjoy watching those teams. Like it's bullshit, man. I'm telling you right now, Stanford and NC State would be an actual better basketball game then UConn Stanford's going to be. But guess what? Because it's the brand and it's going to mean more because Gene Ariema and Paige Becker versus the GOAT over at Stanford, which I'm drawing a blank on her name and I feel really bad, but that's just, again, I'm sick, so that's my excuse. But she, like, I watched a documentary on her. She is, in my opinion, the Coach K of women's basketball. Like, what she, especially what she had to deal with last year where they had to practice an hour away from their campus just to play ball is impressive enough to me. Like, they... This is bullshit, man. Like, and people go, oh, well, NC State didn't play good for a couple for like for like five minutes in the game. So you're telling me that if you out of play a team for 35 out of 40 minutes, you're okay with the rest fucking you over and losing the game for you? Come on, people. It's so dumb. Like, I'm not allowed to say this because you know this could get him in trouble because his dream is to work for the ACC. My brother is a women's basketball ref. He will not comment on the situation. However, I will just put this out here and hopefully no ACC women's basketball officials are listening because my brother did not say anything. That's the point of this. But normally when I ask my brother about a women's basketball officiating call, he is quick to defend the ref. He had no comment. So that tells me everything I need to know about it. And my brother, and again, I don't think he has any issue with NC State, but again, he is always pro official because he, because he gets it. He is one. He's a division one official for the Patriot League and a couple other, the American East and a couple other ones. So like he gets it. He understands the pressure they're under and how hard it is to see a game live and, and how in the moment you can make the wrong call. 
But when he gives me no comment, I got all the answers I need because normally a guy like you and I would go off. If someone who has to be professional in a sense and knows I run a podcast, so I might say something, gives me a no comment. What happens when a, when a person is in a press conference says no comment, Nick? What is that, what is that actually saying? You're right. Shut the There's fuck up. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's just, man, it's, it's unfair. I mean, and I just want to do a quick preview for Louisville. It sucks, man. I think Louisville is a hell of a basketball team. I don't think anyone's better than South Carolina though. Like <laughs> I'm just being frank, like South Carolina is the best team in women's basketball this year. So unfortunately I do think that Louisville's run will end on, in the final four, but I hope I'm wrong. I would love, nothing more than the ACC to win the men's and women's tournament. That would be the biggest F you to college sports. But at the same time, I don't know how um, coach Stan, coach Staley and, uh, and South Carolina don't get the job done, which by the way, please come home, please, please come to UVA. I, Nick, I think I told you this before, but you know, coach Stanley is a UVA grad. So love for her to come home and coach the UVA women's team probably will never happen because South Carolina has cut her the check, but um would be nice would be nice but anyways that's all i've got next week we will obviously wrap up the basketball season and then we can truly nick start deep diving baseball softball lacrosse all the spring sports so mainly baseball for nick and i uh, which is going to be awesome i mean let's be honest we could talk about it right now but we're not even halfway through the baseball season yet so we've got some time i do want to say one thing though Thank you, national voters, for finally realizing that Virginia is actually pretty good at baseball and putting us in the top 25 in every poll. It, it took all season, but now every poll at least has Virginia in it. So congratulations, top 25 voters. You realize that a team that I'm going to confirm their record, but I'm pretty sure they've only lost two, two times, maybe three. So, uh, you know, normally a, a team... Normally lost one to Wake. Is, yeah, I'm saying I know they lost one to Wake. They lost the season closer. I think, I think it's just two. Yep, they're 23 and two. We're ranked top four in every major college baseball poll now. I didn't even realize that. So uh, thank you, voters, for finally realizing Virginia is good at baseball. So that's all I've got to say. Quickly. Where are you seeing? Where are you seeing the rankings? Um, I use D1 Baseball. I use um, Baseball America, and I went to the NCA site. But I am currently reading an article from Sports Illustrated. If it'll load again. Maybe it won't load because it hates me for some reason. There's a, oh, is this a video? Is that why? Or I don't know. There's an article. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Virginia is ranked in top four of every major college baseball poll. So, and in my opinion, the major college baseball polls would be D1 baseball, the RPI, and Baseball America. I might be missing one too, but those are the three that I would have. Uh, and, and let's also be honest. I know Virginia lost one of the games to Wake. But in the two games they they won, they dominated them. And Nick, like, you know, you talked about it because obviously, you know, you would we had kind of talked about it last podcast. You know, Wake was ready to go, and Wake is was playing good ball. So I don't think that's discrediting Wake at all. I think Wake winning one of the games in the series is a tip of the hat to them, to be completely honest with you. Because I, I for a minute there after the way Saturday went, I thought for sure Virginia was getting sweeped. So I, I think tip of the hat to Wake for getting a win in that series. But college baseball for the ACC is getting fun. And uh, unfortunately for me, college baseball is a little less fun because Nebraska sucks. So now I'm not as tiled in as I thought I was going to be because well, going to Nebraska baseball right now is uh, not fun. Not fun at all. And 
honestly, K-State might be the best baseball team around, and that's a, that's a little bit of a drive, and they're still not even that good. But anyways, anything else you want to add, Nick? And if not, you can send us off. Wow, I mean, I can't believe how fast basketball went. Uh, maybe maybe because we talked more football when basketball started, but you know everyone was kind of expecting us to do that. What a season, honestly. No matter what happens, uh, no matter what, the ACC is going to get a, a team in the championship. We have two in the Final Four. We had three in the Elite Eight, and we had five or four in the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, for a season that, I mean, Mike and I will both admit we thought was down. I think overall, not as down as we thought. Uh, the ACC is going to be right back next year, man. I can't wait for next basketball season. Uh, I know I shouldn't be saying this because we will recap the championship game with one of, with either Carolina or Duke, but man, we're going to run away with this, aren't we? Because uh, this is what our podcast has been dreaming about, Carolina Duke. Or we're not dreaming about, but what a scenario for us. So I will be tweeting a lot from the podcast account. So if you're not following us already, it's at FQ just means less. Yeah, man, it just means less. And we got a team in the championship. So much for a down here. So go ACC. Go ACC.